Hello and welcome to The Other Six Podcast, where we talk about life, scripture, and what it looks like to follow Jesus, not just on Sundays, but on the other six days of the week. On the podcast with me today is Tim Stewart. Afternoon. You don't know what time they're listening to this, Tim. I don't. What if they're listening to this at 2 a.m.? Well, that's okay. they can't sleep, and they're like, I know what always puts me to sleep is Tim Stewart. Oh, <laughs> oh that was unnecessary. That's all right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jesus was crucified, too. Oh. <laughs> all right. uh, Chris Fleck, also with me. Hi. Okay. All times of the day. All times of the day. Yeah. And my name is Preston, and this is The Other Six Podcast, and here in just a moment, we're going to dive into a conversation, uh, ongoing conversation about our uh, vision and our core values at North Liberty Church of Christ. Today, we're talking about Devote Daily, and how do we do that on all seven days of the week? But before we get to there, uh, it is fall. Mm. Last, last week, we had the first day of fall, and I know some people, fall is the best season, so uh, Tim, how, how's your feelings on fall? I love fall because I can open up all the windows, turn off the air conditioning or the furnace, and turn a fan on and cuddle under a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best sleeping weather. It, and and be able to wear a jacket if you want or not if you don't. Um, Hoodie and jeans. Hoodie and jeans. Mm-hmm. Makes for a fine. Yeah, I feel like I said this on the podcast, but fall is my natural aesthetic i think you know like flannel shirt i'd agree jeans yeah. like but you wear flannel sh- shirts all the time yep even in the summertime because it's my natural aesthetic yeah. <laughs> preston is built for for fall that's right i i just kind of am built for fall even though i like summer weather i like shorts yeah. um yeah. i don't mind the heat of summer yeah. but i i like flannels and uh I just, I think I'm made for uh, beanies. I like beanies. Yeah, yeah. Especially now that I'm bald, those come in <laughs> clutch because uh, my head gets cold. <laughs> it's, a, it's a choice yeah. for some of us. There's a lot to love about fall besides the weather, right? We got football, football, of course. We can't talk about fall without talking about football season. That's the first thing I think about. Of course. Is being out on campus, yeah. Notre Dame, leaves, and the deep, dark blue sky that comes with fall. That you don't get in the summertime or the wintertime or the springtime. I guess I didn't spend enough time looking at the sky, but I will sky, this fall yeah. because you're telling me about it early. You're going to see it. Uh, for me, fall, I mean, September, like the day that things turn to fall, is, is that the 21st of September? The autumnal equinox. Okay. Right? What day is that? I think it's the 21st. Every yeah. year? Every the 21st? year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, during the equinox is also the start of Halloween season for me. <laughs> And uh, that's my favorite holiday. So we, uh, it was actually, it was just a couple of days after the start of fall, we went to the Nile Scream Park and our house is already decorated for Halloween. <laughs> We've been watching Halloween movies. Uh, so that's another reason for me to love fall. That's more than we've done for Halloween. <laughs> You're uh, probably already getting in the Christmas spirit. We're ready for Christmas. I was going through my Christmas lights uh, Sunday, actually seeing what all I needed to replace and get rid of and trash. And, uh, yeah, I have about 700 Christmas lights. I got to figure find something to do with. So they're for sale. <laughs> Time oh, for a new batch. It's that kind of podcast now. <laughs> oh, oops. We're selling Christmas You're lights. Flip over some tables. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else besides the weather that you love about fall, Tim? The colors. Colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
love seeing the, the leaves change colors, especially this is usually about the time we go up north on our men's retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, weren't able to do it this year, but it's just beautiful to see the uh, colors that God provides for us. Chili without the beans? Oh, give me beans. I don't care. I'm not the guy who says you, like you got to have beans or not. No. Chili is not actually chili with beans. That's what they say. To, yeah, according to Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. And he's the he authority is, on he chili. Yes. He would know. <laughs> More than I do. But What's the I, definition of chili then? It doesn't have beans. Yeah, it doesn't That's have what beans. I'm told. But then I hear people who just blow that to the wind, kind of like disagree. me. I disagree. Give me I, all the my beans. My mom would always make chili in the fall, and she would always have a separate uh, bowl for me without the beans. Wow. So she didn't make chili then? Spoiled. She made chili. No, then, you're then the she, only one that was eating chili. Added, he's the young then one. Then she added be- uh, beans to it after she <laughs> served me. He's, <laughs> he's the young one of the, of the I was a spoiled siblings. One. What is so. it then? If it, if it, chili with beans is what? Not chili to me. Chili. I mean, just because it's. But you're saying I it's don't not know chili. what it's called. With beans. Yeah. So if you add, if you have chili with beans, it's just chili with beans. Oh, <laughs> it's still <Okay>. chili. <laughs> yeah. yeah. White chicken chili. That's There's good. beans in that. Yeah. So I'll eat that, which oh, is kind of weird. It's so good. I don't know why. Maybe <laughs> maybe just the texture. I don't know. I love beans. I'll eat beans and just about anything. So. Every October 31st, we host an event at NLCC called Trunk or Treat. If you've been around very long, you're probably familiar with what this event is, but maybe you're, you find yourself asking, why? Why do we give away candy from decorated trunks? Why do we rent inflatables? Why do we buy out the stores of their hot dogs and chips? Well, here's the answer why. Because we love this community. It's because we as a church want to show our community that we we see them, that we know them, and that we care about them. We're not just giving out candy. We're actually creating a safe and fun event for families to participate on Halloween night. And it gives us an opportunity. It gives us a chance as a church to show the love of Christ to our community. In fact, uh, that flows right out of one of our core values to engage missionally where we seek to reach and serve our community for Jesus. Often before you tell someone about the love of Christ, you have to show them the love of Christ first. Trunk or Treat gives us a chance to engage missionally in our own neighborhood. It's being uh, the love of Christ. It's love and action. It's love with arms and legs, love with candy and hot dogs. It's, It's the core of why we do this event. So I wanna invite you I want to invite you to join us to help and to be a part of showing Christ's love. So here's how. First, to donate candy. We need candy and lots of it. To help with this, uh, bring some candy to the candy drop-off center across from the gathering area. Two, we need people. People who would host a trunk and hand out candy during the event. This means decorating your trunk in a fun and creative way. Maybe even putting on a costume and then handing out candy to the families who show up to the event. The more trunks we have, the better uh, better this event is for those who come. So consider hosting a trunk this year. And lastly, we need, we need some volunteers. We need some volunteers to help run this event. There are several areas to serve, from the kitchen, to operating the inflatables, to uh, uh, running candy out to the trunks to make sure that they don't run out. Each volunteer feels a very important role in making Trunk or Treat a success. So will you help us engage missionally and show 
Christ's love to our community by serving at this year's Trunk or Treat. If you would like to host your trunk or volunteer in one of the areas that I said, go to northliberty.cc and head to the Next Steps page or sign up on the board. Sign up and help out. Well, we've been in a series on this podcast about the vision statement and the core values of NLCC. Last episode, we talked about the vision statement, which is experiencing God, transforming lives. And today we're going to dive into our first vision statement. And these do go in order. Um, and so we're going to do them in order. But the first one is to devote daily. Uh, and I, I think that this is important that this one is the first step because um, we use this analogy in, in the booklet that we have. We use this analogy of an airplane where if you're on an airplane, they always tell you, uh, at the beginning of the plane, when they're going through the, the safety instructions, they say, in the event of an emergency, if the oxygen masks fall, uh, what do you do? Tim, what's the order of operations there? You, as the adult, should take your oxygen mask, put it on before you help anybody else out. And why is that the important order for things to happen? Well, if you're not healthy and you're not alive, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's so a struggle. You make sure that you are able to you're the one that's breathing you're the one that's getting the oxygen that you need and then once you're able to connect that way then you're able to uh, help someone else get their mask on and help the people around you but you can't do that out of order because uh then everyone's just going to be trying to help each other and uh we're pass gonna, yeah pass out <laughs> and see that's that's a natural instinct of a parent right yeah take care of your kid first yeah but you're not going to be able to help your child out if you're the one passing out mm-hmm and, and that's a, I mean, that's not a bad instinct <laughs> to take care of your child first, but that's why they have to say it at the beginning of every single flight, even though we've heard it a dozen times before. Uh, you put your own mask on first, and then you help other people. And we use that analogy to describe devote daily because we kind of see it in a similar thing. Devoting daily is the first step. One, you have to connect with God. You have to take the time and connect with Jesus before you're able to, I mean, it's the first step in your walk with faith. You, you connect with God before you're able to uh, either, you know, whatever else your next step could be to help others, to uh, to to lead your family, to uh, lead your workplace, you know, whatever that is. Um, your connection with Jesus is going to help you, enable you to be that, that person for the other people around you as well. So I think a good place to start with this, uh, with the vote daily, is let's just break down. We've got two words. They're, they're two really easy words, but... I think it's important for us to make sure what we're actually saying when we say devote daily. So when I say the word devote, what comes to mind? Commitment. Okay. Consistency. Okay. For me, I'm imagining I hadn't already looked up the dictionary definition. <laughs> for me, the word devote sounds like devotion. Mm -hmm. And devotion to me sounds like a... 15-minute time period at the beginning of the day where you read your Bible. I think those who have grown up in the church, that's probably the first thing they think of. Yeah, I think um, so. I, I, I don't know if that's the case for those that haven't experienced God or had their lives transformed yet by Him. That's true. That's Devote true. Is, is probably a lot more of a relational, when you think of devotion, um, a lot more relational than... Acquis not acquisition. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, transactional. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. So for me, when, when we first started going through these, the word devote daily, there's a, there's a single image that shows up in my mind and it's 
it's me sitting down with the Bible open, and mm-hmm. this is the act of devoting daily. Like, that is that is the beginning and the end of what devote daily means. Um, since then, I've I've changed my the vision in my head, oh. the picture of what that is. That is a picture mm-hmm. of what devoting daily looks like, but that is not the picture uh, for me and for everybody else. Because, again, for me, the word devote, it had a very specific idea that mm-hmm. came into my mind. But the de- the definition of devote is a lot more along with what you guys were saying, uh, which is not where I would have or- originally gone. But it's to it is love, loyalty, or enthusiasm, and the dictionary actually adds for a person. Hmm. Uh, so, I guess you can be devoted to work, right? Um, maybe this is only one of the definitions available. But what what else can someone what what else would a person be devoted to? You're thinking a person. You're thinking. Uh, a job or work family family okay a team family i would kind yeah. of consider a person though yeah like a, a people a people <laughs> <laughs> okay a team though a team yeah like a lot sport. of that yep mm-hmm. um a, a pet does that count as people uh, are we talking about like breathing beings is that kind of a better umbrella statement for us here uh maybe okay exercise maybe. ah okay so like a discipline, mm-hmm. like devoted to a discipline. Okay. That's a good definition. Sure. Well, let's talk about it specifically in the context of a person. So love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person. In the context of devote daily, we're talking about the person of Jesus. Right. Um, and so what do you think it looks like to devote to the person of Jesus? Well, it, it we always see the uh, comparison of a marriage with our relationship to Jesus. And, you know, if I go Sunday on a date with my wife and I don't talk to her again until the next Sunday, I'm probably missing out on something. <laughs> um, that uh, relationship is as rich as it could be. Um, it's about surface deep. And that's as far as it goes. Um, and Christ and with us has called us to be with him mm-hmm. and to be his bride. And I think we can all agree that that takes more than one time a week. I think that word enthusiasm in the definition is key because like what you're saying with, you know, if, if I'm married and I see my wife once a week, there's um, no enthusiasm. If I'm enthusiastic about my, my wife and my marriage, then I think I'm going to put more effort into that than a once a week situation or a once a week date. Um, enthusiasm is excitement. It is, uh, it's the, the feeling of you can't get it out of your mind. Mm-hmm. It's the feeling of when you're, you know, if I'm enthusiastic about Notre Dame football, I'm, I'm watching Notre Dame football. And when I'm not watching Notre Dame football, I'm thinking about <laughs> watching Notre Dame football or I'm, yeah. I'm looking at headlines and I'm looking at recruiting mm-hmm. and I'm looking at, uh, highlights and because I'm enthusiastic about that. Um, and I think enthusiasm for the person of Jesus means, yeah, we're enthusiastic on Sunday morning during worship, but we're, our enthusiasm uh, it extends way beyond that yeah. to where it's a part of our, our thoughts, you know, sure. our, our reflections, our attitudes on a, I would say not necessarily even a daily basis, which we'll get to the word daily here in a second, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even like a, a consistent, a constant basis. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 having that intimacy. You're wanting that intimacy with with Jesus, with God, and I always kind of uh, weigh uh, 
look at things from this perspective. What am I thinking about before I go to bed? And the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning, is it sports? Is it work? Is it whatever? And the first thing on my mind should be Jesus because he allowed me to get through the evening. He, you know, allowed me to wake up in the morning. And therefore, because of those blessings, I want to make sure that I am demonstrating my devotion towards him. Yeah. The last thing I usually think out about before I go to sleep is me trying to fall asleep. <laughs> and the first thing I usually think about when I wake up is me wanting to go back to sleep. <laughs> there's, <laughs> breakfast. there's days. Yeah, certainly days. Speaking but, of enthusiasm, every day, uh, it just it made me think of our Sunday experience here on a Sunday morning. Um, for those that are listening that are a part of our worship service, whether it's on site or, or online, um, if you're not invested daily, as we're talking about this morning, and that Sunday is it for you, I hope you're ready. <laughs> and I, from my perspective, looking out from the stage on a Sunday, I don't know if the enthusiasm is uh, ever apparent. Yeah. I see a few. But uh, a lot of times, and, and I'm guilty of this, you know, we sit there and go through the motions and look at the screen and see the words and go through communion time and go through a sermon and laugh with our friends and move on in the week. Yeah. And that's it. And we're, we've conditioned ourselves just to kind of, uh, okay, I'm here. And, and that's not the kind of relationship we should want. And that's not the kind of relationship God wants mm -hmm. from us. He wants us to be excited about um, having that that time with him. And you'll see as you devote daily that it changes, it changes your heart and you respond differently on Sunday. <laughs> you bring up an interesting idea though. Do you think that, do you think that the idea of devoting daily could lead to a mundaneness? You know, if you do the same thing, if you, if you go to the same office job, yeah, the first day uh, of your new job, pretty enthusiastic, excited to be there. Mm -hmm. After you've been there for 40 years, uh, you know, you're kind of going through the motions a little bit at, at, at your office job. Sure. But there's definitely a danger in that. Yeah. But again, it just goes back to your, 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 your love for what you're doing. Yeah. And if you have a, a definite love for whatever you're doing, you're going to maintain that excitement. And I think a big word there, and I wanted to talk about this later, but it fits in here. Motivation. What's our motivation for devoting daily? Is it because we're supposed to? Is it because North Liberty Church of Christ tells me to? Is it because uh, you've heard people say that I, I have to I have to read my Bible every day or else I'm not a good Christian? Um, you know, those kind of legalistic mm. perspectives of what uh, you know why we're actually doing this. Sometimes that's necessary, I think. But for the most part, what's our motivation for actually devoting daily? Well, it's not just to check a box. Mm -mm. That's for sure. Yeah, it's to grow in a relationship with Jesus. My marriage isn't mundane because I'm not checking boxes every day saying like, all right, well, I kissed her goodnight, check. I, you mm -hmm. know, um, but we're, we're, it's a continual relationship growth that's yeah. happening. And so I, I think that's where you counter the mundaneness is like, no, I'm not doing this for a paycheck and mm -hmm. I'm not doing this for, you know, just to say I did it, but I'm doing this because I desperately want a relationship with Jesus. Well, I think that's what Paul was trying to say to the Philippian Christians in the scripture that goes along with this. He says, my prayer for you is this, that your love may increase more and more mm -hmm. in knowledge and depth of insight so that you will be able to discern what is best and pure on the day Christ visits us, filled with the fruit of the Spirit. 
And, and to me, that, I mean, if, if the Apostle Paul's praying for that for the Philippian church, it's, it's applicable for us to, as well today. We've got to, I think we've got to be more in tune to that in our world today because we have so many, not that they didn't back in the first century, but we have so much distraction mm-hmm. in our lives today. It's harder to escape distraction today than it was in the first century. I think they had just as many, but they didn't have it on their phones. Right. <laughs> what, what were the distractions then? Uh, sheep? <laughs> like bringing in the sheaves? Or? It sounds like it could be a different podcast <laughs> oh, episode, uh, well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just got curious. Anyway. <laughs> I got distracted. Sorry. <laughs> I guess I don't know the answer. Yeah. I'm just assuming. There's always something for every generation. It was the newspaper for the generation before us. Well, I, I again, I just love what he says that our love may grow and grow and grow and grow mm-hmm. when we come when we start get, digging in and devoting daily to God. We, we start falling more and more in love with Him, just like with our spouses. The more you're around them. The more you're falling in love, even even when you when you see things that used to irritate you, you're like, oh wow, that that used to draw my attention. That used to be something <laughs> that I loved, and and now when you start falling back in love with somebody or something, you start seeing those things as pluses mm-hmm. rather than negatives. Yep. And and to wake up in the morning, it, to, to to really start digging in and, and devoting daily to understanding who God is and what He wants from you, man, it's just it's a rich experience. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into this daily. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we all know what daily means. Mm-hmm. Um, but why? Why did we pick the word daily for this? It's needed. We live in a chaotic world, and uh, the enemy's always on on the prowl. You know, he's always on the attack. And if we're not prepared uh, for whatever comes our way, then then we're going to be tripped up by the enemy so is do you think there's like a time requirement like like 15 minutes a day 30 minutes a day i think it depends on a person i think it's just like god designed us to be in rhythm Mm -hmm. that's why we rest daily that's why we we nourish ourselves with meals daily um that's why we you know we work daily we keep our hands active um just in the same way why not meet with the one who created us daily? I like that perspective a lot. Why not? Uh, why not hourly? Why not uh, every twelve hours? You know, what's the? There's the five prayers. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, devoting daily is no different than praying continually. It's an all day thing. You don't have to be sitting down reading the Bible or reading something on a piece of paper or even listening to something on a radio. It's just that that spiritual connection, that emotional connection. Uh, that intellectual connection you have with God as you're driving to work, mm. just thinking about it and having that conversation in your head. So if we uh, if we miss a day, we're still good? I think you're still good. I don't <laughs> think you're going to lose your salvation over that. Uh, I, I think that the devote daily, I, for some people it might be helpful to look at it as a rule. Sure. But I, I think for all intents and purposes, it's not a rule to devote daily, but it, 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 it shows a constant devotion uh, to Jesus. And it shows that our, our relationship with Jesus should be a priority on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just don't want to be afraid of that word daily as, uh, you know, what, what if I miss it? Or what if I don't have time on this day? Or what if I'm busy? One, yeah. if it, if your faith with Jesus is a priority, then you'll make that a priority. Uh, my youth pastor would always say, you make time for what's important to you. Mm-hmm. So if you're not making time for Jesus, then that's a reflection of, of where your faith is. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I think that the idea is a consistent and constant relationship building on a daily basis or on a regular basis, mm-hmm. not necessarily that um, daily is the rule, right? Yeah, I, I usually will find myself in a pickle when, uh, when I come in here in the morning knowing that I've got to do ministry, which is what we love to do. It's God's calling in our life. But if I don't get focused on what Tim Stewart needs to be for that day, then everything else just becomes a chore. Mm-hmm. And I don't want ministry to be that. I want it to be my life. I want it to be the very thing that I love. Uh, because when I'm loving the things that God has blessed me with, and I'm demonstrating my love and commitment to, to him, and if I don't do my, my devotion or my quiet time in the morning before I start anything else, I find myself a little more messed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one of the reasons I try to discipline myself every morning before I do anything else is just to have a short conversation with God. And, and I usually will go to the Psalms first and read mm-hmm. something simple. Well, uh, you brought up... Uh, how you sometimes devote daily and the how you get into your, your mind space for work. Let's talk about the ideas, not just for us as ministers, but uh, for anyone listening to this. How do we devote daily? Again, the idea of this podcast is we're doing this all se- or all seven days of the week, including mm-hmm. you know the other six besides Sunday. So how do we devote daily? You know, Devoting daily on Sunday is pretty easy if you show up to church and stand there and unenthusiastically sing, as Chris was saying. <laughs> um, that's easy. But how do we devote daily on the other six days of the week? Um, I, I think our natural instinct is we set aside a certain amount of time every day in a certain posture every day, and that's the answer. Mm-hmm. And I think God's a little more creative than that. Not saying there's not value in what I just said, because there is, but I can tell you from my perspective I don't wake up till 10. I mean, I'm up. I'm up at seven, but I don't wake up till 10. I'm not a morning person. You, you wake up and you're already two hours into your work day. Yeah. Yeah. Like give me a couple cups of coffee. Let's get to lunch maybe before we really start the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I'll find is that time, you know, whether we're sitting there with our Bible app open or our Bible open, um, you know, and we study what God's presented to us that day. That's that's not necessarily the end of it. I find myself, um, if I'm driving 30 minutes to work or whatever, turn the radio, as some people call it off, and <laughs> or your podcast or whatever, turn it off and just listen. Listen to what God has to say. We've practiced that a few times uh, on a Sunday morning where we're just quiet and we don't need anything else. We just want God to speak to our hearts in whatever way he would wish to speak, and we want to respond accordingly. Um, sometimes it's to get out of the house, go out in nature. I know a lot of people, um, find their relationship with Christ, uh, to be nourished when they go out into nature, into his creation. Um, and there's those that like to go to a busy, busy city street and just people watch and let God speak through those moments. Um, God created this world and I think his time with us can look many different ways. I think. We, we always talk about how our relationship with Jesus is a personal relationship and mm-hmm. that our God is a personal God, right? And so I think when we say that, we have to acknowledge that devoting daily is not a formula that we have to follow mm-hmm. because I've got a personal relationship with some people that looks way different than a relationship with other people. Sure. If I'm trying to connect with one of my friends, it might mean we go play around a disc golf together. And if I'm trying to connect with one of my other friends, it might mean we just get online and play video games for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. right? 
But if I tried to play video games with my other friend, then he'd be like, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Right. <laughs> it doesn't like Tim. Like if I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim, yeah, forget that, Tim, I want to work on a relationship. Let's go play Apex all night tonight. And I would say, let's go fishing. <laughs> and I'd be like, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, yeah, we've, we've experienced that. Yeah. And so when we're connecting with different people, we connect with different people in different ways. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that Jesus connects with different people personally in different ways as well. Mm -hmm. So the way I connect with Jesus might be different than the way that Chris does or the way that Tim does or the way that you do. Um, and and I, th I think that's a really important way to acknowledge is that there's not necessarily a formula. I can't tell you what it looks like necessarily yeah. to devote daily. We can give you ideas. We mm -hmm. can give you suggestions. But it's it could look different than you. And if what works for me doesn't work for you, I don't care. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's like the, the concept of, you know, devote daily. For me, I do that early in the morning. Yeah. That's not going to work for a lot of people. No. Some people will do it before they go to bed yeah. or after dinner time, and that's fine. Pick a spot, pick a time that you you have that quiet moment with you and God and just relax yeah. and, and listen to what he has to say to you. I, I said last week, the times that work for me is like right before I start my work day because it helps me set my mindset for my work day or right before I go to sleep. Yeah. Um, before I get too tired that I can't stay awake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get it. For those that have kids, I mean, it's, it's usually wise that it's either before they get up or after they go to bed mm -hmm. well, or that, that when was, they're in school. That's what was set for, for the three kids in my parents' home. Mm -hmm. When my dad became a Christian, every morning, depending on what, he, what time he got up to go to work or even to church, if we snuck downstairs, he would be sitting at the coffee table drinking mm -hmm three or four cups of coffee, reading the scripture. And once in a while, my mom would be in there with him. But we saw that every morning. So it was kind of mm. instilled in our heads. That's, and it, it, that's what was good for him. Mm -hmm. And now I didn't start doing this until later in my years of ministry. You know, there's no way I'm going to get up that early and, you know, <laughs> have a conversation with God unless he wakes me up. You know, three o'clock in the morning. He does that, doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah, has quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> Well, while we can't necessarily find a, um, a specific formula to, to describe this for everybody, I think that there are a few key things that are pretty general for what this could like, look like for anybody. And so I've broken them down on your guys' sheets in front of you as well. But the first one is time. Uh, time is, is an important part of, of connecting with God. In fact, we've, we've talked about this on the podcast a mm -hmm. year ago, but there is a formula for how many hours you spend with somebody and how close you feel with them. Sure. And I, uh, I, I don't want to make up the numbers off the top of my head, but I yeah. do remember that the number of hours to spend with someone before the average person calls them a close friend is 200 hours spent with somebody before they call them a close friend. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's a lot. That's a big chunk of time. Um, 200 hours is, uh, like, if you break that down over the course of a year. It's an hour every day from January 1st till today. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. Um, that's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. But that's how much time, time it takes for me to connect with another human uh, on to be considered a close friend. Now, that's cumulative over years. You know, I've known Chris for five years. And so uh, that, you know, if I was... If I just now today wanted to be a close friend, it would only take about 15 minutes a day. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. <laughs> uh, but the idea is time spent with somebody is in direct correlation to how close you feel with them. Right. Yeah. Um, and so one of the key factors, if, you're, if we're trying to build a formula for how do we devote daily, one of the key, key factors is time. Mm -hmm. It's going to require time. 
uh, intentional time, time set aside, ideally on a rhythm, some kind of rhythm, whether that be first thing in the morning, last thing before you go to bed, whatever, you know, right after the kids go to school, whatever that is. Uh, but time is, is an important factor there. And I would, I would stress too that don't go into this devoting daily thinking that you're going to be spending two and three hours a day doing that and have these high expectations because yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then you're going to get frustrated because you can't keep up with that, that mindset. Yeah. And you're gonna There's going to be times you feel like you're not getting anything out of it. There's going to be times you feel like, is God even in this? Mm-hmm. And those are the times that you lean in further. If we're creating a formula, the second step, I think it's intentionality. Um, so here, here's what comes to mind when I say that. Sometimes I'll invite people over to my house. And we will, they'll want to come hang out with me. So we'll put on a movie or we'll start, you know, playing a game or, you know, whatever it is, eating food. And if I look around and everyone else in my house is looking at their phones, then that is discouraging for me because you came to my house to hang out with me and yet you're occupied with something else. There's something that's taking you away. So you're here, but you're not here. We're not spending time together. Like, yeah, we're spending time together, but we're not spending time together. You're busy doing something else that's clearly more important. And that's frustrating for me. Yeah. Because they're not intentionally spending that time together, right? I think the same is true for for our faith. Mm-hmm. I think intentionality goes a long way. Whether that's intentionality being we set aside a specific time and we just read, or maybe it's just intentionally spending your work day in a mindset of reflecting Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think doing something on purpose for, for the purpose of relationship building, yeah. I think is key. In other words, when you're there, be all in. Be all yeah. there. Yep. Just be there. Yeah. And e- even if it's not, you know, silently sitting there with the Bible open, we can be intentional even others. We can be intentional on in our drive to work. Mm-hmm. We can be intentional uh, in saying a 60-second prayer. Yeah. Um, but, but doing that for the purpose of building a relationship, I think, is key. I know a, a prompt. Um, I'm looking at the screen on my phone right now, right on the front, is the verse of the day. It's on my main screen. And usually I will take that, tap it, takes me there, and that's where I spend my time. And whether or not I am going to make something happen with that or whether or not I am going to wait to see what God wants to say to me through that isn't defined every day. Um, and I think again, for a lot of us, it's, I got to get through this, get through this, get through this, get through this, check the box and move on. A lot of times it's just, why don't you just let God do what he wants to do in this time? If you commit to it, if you show up at 6am, just be and let God do his thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. I, I honestly think that people need in order for this to become an habit, habitual thing, you've got to set a time sometime throughout the day. A, a set standard there and get disciplined. And then once you get good at it and yeah. it becomes comfortable and mm-hmm. natural, then you might be able to switch it around. I would, I would to add on that, mm-hmm. not just a time, but a plan. So if I say I'm going to devote daily at 10 AM every single day, 10 AM comes around and I'm like, what, what do mm-hmm. I do? <laughs> like how many times have we said, all right, I'm, I'm going to devote daily and we pick up the Bible or the Bible app. And we're just like, where do I go? Yeah. It's Genesis. Uh, <laughs> I could just flip to a random page. You know, where do I actually go with this? So, what's your plan? Um, I, I think that's important too. Maybe that's finding a plan on U version, and they've got hundreds, thousands of them probably. Yeah. You can find a plan 
and just go through that. You can, um, you can try to do a, you know, start in Genesis and go through. I don't necessarily recommend that because mm-hmm. it's really easy to fall out once you get to like Leviticus, because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that's a it's a hard book to get through to start your <laughs> Bible reading yeah. journey. Um, maybe it's listening to worship music. Maybe that's your plan. Uh, where you find a place too. Is it is it in your kitchen? Is it at a Starbucks? Is it in your uh, office? In your car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever that is, it's not just having a time, but a plan and a place. Yeah. When you have those together, then you start building a habit of every single day at eleven thirty, I will read one chapter of scripture while sitting in my car at the beginning of my lunch break before I start eating my lunch. You know, whatever that is, we start building a habit that becomes something natural to us mm-hmm. that, and it's a lot easier to follow than just like, okay, yep, I'm going to go start devoting daily starting tomorrow yeah. and then tomorrow comes and well, how many times have we done that with exercise plans take or pick, yeah. diets yeah. or <laughs> last, last a couple of weeks or if that a couple of days. Um, another idea, keep a journal of what you're reading and what God is teaching you. Um, we, I can't say we. I am a very tangible person. I like to see progress. I love check boxes. I love mm-hmm. like rewards systems. You know, <laughs> if I'm trying to get my convince myself to do something, then I, if I set a reward at the end, I'm like a thousand times more likely to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I keep progress, if I say, um, if I'm if I'm reading every day and I'm writing down what I'm reading, and I'm able to look back and see, man, I I've actually spent a lot of time reading through. Um, this passage this week, and that's been really cool. Not only that, here's all the things that God has shown me. It helps me not forget it. It helps me to be more intentional about actually acting on it and applying it to my daily life. Um, and uh, it's it's just a visual thing. It's another tool for me personally to actually do. So journaling, what you're reading, what God is teaching you, or what you're praying or what you're listening to, you know, whatever it is for you, where you're walking, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe including in that journal is a list. I mean, you can list out all sorts of different things. You can list out your prayers. You can list out your concerns. You can list out your um, um, your wins and mm. and your losses. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, our community group uh, last semester, so we call them semesters, but uh, uh, in the spring semester, we were journaling our, our prayer time. Um, just, hey, what's everybody going through? And we journal it, and then... Um, we just started getting back together here in the last few weeks. And uh, one of the things we're going to do this next time is say, hey, let's see where we've been mm-hmm. over the course of nine months this year and see what God's done. And that can. And, and that's a, the exciting thing about this, you know, experiencing God transforming lives. When you start, I'm, I'm a horrible, I can't journal. So I have, I'm just horrible at it. But I will just jot down where I ended in my scripture reading, whatever, mm. a prayer, um, somebody's name that we need to be praying for. And then I always put over here the result or how God spoke to me, just a little you know, tidbit, mm-hmm. just here and there. But what's so exciting about it is when you might have been praying something two years ago, and then, then all of a sudden that prayer is being answered. And then that even excites you more to start digging in, like, oh, my gosh, you know, God is real. He does listen mm-hmm. to the cries of his people. One of the cool things that we did in student ministry is we gave all our tribes two jars. One of them is prayer requests, and one of them is prayer to answer, answered prayers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, every session we'd come together and we'd say, what, what can we be praying for? We'd write them all down on an individual piece of paper, drop them in the prayer request jar, 
And uh, then every week we'd pull those out and pray for it and talk about it. And, uh, you know, then when the week comes where we're like, hey, we've been praying for this, how's that going? Mm. And if that prayer gets answered, we move it over. And over the course of a year, we have we saw an empty answered prayer jar fill mm. up wow. and uh, and and keep getting replenished. Like we're, we're continuing That's to cool. pray, but that other one keeps getting full. And it's a very like you can visually see. Mm-hmm. Look at how God is answering prayers in the lives of our high school students. And it was really cool to see that grow. Um, so visualize being able to visualize stuff, I think, is, is really cool way to do that. Um, and then just one more, this one's, this one's hard and this one's not for everybody, but it honestly kind of is yeah. <laughs> like, like the, I don't know anyone. I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who just says, I love memorizing scripture. Right. <laughs> Do you, have you ever had that conversation with somebody, Tim? Um, they're out there. I know they're out not there. Not this guy. I don't know. Mark Scott. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening. Um, shout out to Mark Scott. Yeah. Um, but Man, it's powerful. Yeah. Memorizing scripture, it's powerful. Uh, hiding the word of God in your heart. And um, it's one of those things, if I, don't know, if I don't know where to read, I don't know where to go, I don't know what God's telling me, let's find a scripture that, that stands out and means something, and I'm going to memorize it and commit it to my memory and commit it to my daily life. And it's hard, and it's frustrating sometimes, and it takes actual dedication and discipline. Um but I really do believe in the power of memorizing scripture. It's why when, when we go to camp in the summer, our, our campers spend probably at least 45 minutes every single day specifically memorizing scripture, which is ridiculous mm-hmm. when you try to apply that to like daily life yeah. for an adult. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, we walk away and those kids know, those kids know the Bible mm-hmm. to the point where uh, we, we memorize scripture at camp and like eight months later, we were talking about that scripture in student ministry. And one of the kids goes, oh, uh, I know that verse. <laughs> we memorized it at camp. And I was like, you get it. Like, That's you right. got it. And it, it sank in. And it's something that you haven't forgotten. And trying to get a middle schooler to remember something that you said eight months ago. <laughs> eight minutes ago. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, but it's powerful. It's powerful. You've been looking through your uh, your Bible app, Chris. What are you looking at? Um, I just keep coming back to today's verse that's on the front page of my phone. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans eight thirty one. Um, man, we talk about prayers and seeing God work through that. I'd be curious to see like the prayer jars that you were talking about, um, or your notes, um, of prayers. How many of those prayers are answered in a way that we weren't anticipating? And how much better were we for it? And I think if that doesn't give you anticipation and excitement for diving in daily, I don't know what does because he works in amazing ways when we let him. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I'd like to, before we do end, there might be some people out there thinking, okay, where do I start? What Bible, you know, book do I start? I mean, because we don't want them starting in something that's going to be pretty difficult and they, they get discouraged and quit. Um, we're talking Proverbs, very small, pithy, yep, very tangible, and all kinds of stuff that's going on in our personal lives today. It's applicable. And uh, even, even the cries of David, you know, when you're struggling in life, um, he, he always starts out with all the negatives and all the woes, but by the end of his song, mm-hmm. he's always praising God because even, even in the midst of that, he sees the blessings. He sees the blessings. Mm-hmm. 
and I think the the church uh, would be would do well uh, for that. But that would be the easiest place that I would I would encourage people to start something there. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, next week we will, or sorry, in two weeks mm-hmm. we'll dive into the second core value, which is to pursue community. So look forward to that. Um, until then. This has been the Other Six Podcast. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Chris. My name is Preston, and we'll see you again in a couple weeks. See ya.